Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago or not so long ago and see if they hold up. Ma, look out for your chest. No. <laughs> Cue the theme song. All right, we're going way back in time. Another Ridley Scott movie, one of his first, maybe his first, called Alien, 1979. I was one years old, and this really scared the crap out of me, this movie. <laughs> because not long before I saw my first chest burster, I did a bursting of my own to be born. <laughs> um, so Alien is a movie about a crew of deep space miners, I'm guessing. They must be some kind of miners or manufacturers. Brent is still laughing at that last joke. I thought it was a pretty good one. Um, yeah, so they're, they're coming back on their way back to Earth after a while. They're all in cryo sleep, and they are awoken to a distress call. They go and check it out, and they get a parasite on board. And then there's all kinds of weird robots and other things as they try and get rid of the alien singular alien yeah they're har- harvesting ore millions of tons of ore that's Is that right what they're doing yeah i watched uh what i found out later was a, an additional scenes one where it shows the actual ship um that they're harvesting with which i guess isn't in the original and it's a fucking gigantic contraption mm. i would love 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 for someone to make a movie that looked and felt like this again I mean, if anybody like filmmaker wants to be inspired, young film, like this is a fantastic looking movie. The sets, yeah, great it's very pieces. gritty and dark, and everything feels like well, it's consistent. Yeah, it's just very, it's just, it just feels very real, and and the tone is very interesting. I mean, I've always appreciated this movie's tone, even when I didn't even know what that meant. It's just a, I used to sneak up when I was a kid, and watch this movie uh like on tv late at night and it just scared the shit out of me mm. every time i, I don't and I, but i couldn't stay away from it i would know it was coming on that i wouldn't be able to sleep for like two days but yeah no so this movie like i've seen this movie a lot probably yeah the i, I love the practical effects the set design all that kind of stuff just to mirror what you said it, it, it's great it looks great uh, even for as old as it is um even today a lot of stuff looks good and i must have watched a an updated version they must have remastered it or something because a lot of the computer screens and a lot of the exterior shots when they're in the ship looking at monitors on the video outside of the the derelict ship or the alien the other alien craft um that stuff had been remastered so it actually looked a little bit better every time uh tom scarrett is in there chatting with mother those screens have been redone to look a little bit more modern and i think consistent with the alien seriously universe yeah it looked good they good. redid the screens? Yeah, just and it's little, right? It's like not like the the Star Wars redoing and adding in extra creatures all over the place or some bullshit. It's just like, oh, it just looks better. Because it don't ca- look like broken Casio watches anymore. Yeah, it doesn't look like broken. Well, what Casio. I saw, like <laughs> the, the movie I saw, that's what it did look like. That's what oh it's yeah. Like. And like when they approach the planet, and it looks like the like the worst video game in the history of video games, where they're like swooping over the. Going through the rectangles on oh, the yeah, screen, that stuff, or the guidance system, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Stuff. I mean, that's what dates this movie because I mean, we've gone. We, it, that's tough for these films because our technology's already gone so far beyond. Mm. Like my phone is better than their ship. 
technology. I guess, I guess you know, they thought I mean, back that's then. That's crazy to Siri think that. Is smarter than mother, yeah. Yeah, when, when absolutely. When they were thinking of futuristic <laughs> stuff, they were like, well, people will spend their times on like building the ships to get us into outer space, all that futuristic stuff, not just on the displays. <laughs> but I mean, they, they, there's just, I mean, this is 1979. So like there was no, there wasn't, this was probably the best they could do with what the knowledge they well, had. And I honestly think like given the year that the movie was made, if you look at the kind of the approach at what they, what they thought it might look like to have this spaceship and especially like where they land and end up seeing like the, uh, the, the creator or whatever that guy is sitting in that big chair and stuff like that, like that all looked great to me and i thought like the um but it's also geiger right like a lot of that that uh like the i know the alien is but i imagine a lot of the world and then set construction is oh yeah from his brain too that stuff is really looks good man like the, the inside of the derelict ship or whatever yeah, yeah like that's that, all geiger absolutely it's, it's it is fantastic because it looks like the alien so i got a question now that we're talking about inside the alien ship um number one is i love how like how little things are downplayed like the the, the fact that they I, it's hard to know in this world they're traveling through space obviously mm. but they all seem pretty freaked out when they get the um the mayday message yeah. almost i get from their reaction is that hum mankind has not encountered any alien species yet before yeah before this so these guys are like true pioneers in the fact that they're coming down and like they see an alien like tr alien vessel and for when i was young i used to think it was the a actual alien creatures ship that had crashed I don't know why it just didn't make sense when they saw the that other being in the, the big chair. elephant and guy. And I was like, yeah. how do these things fly spacecraft? And are they that <laughs> smart? So that didn't make sense. But now I'm a smarter person. Anyway, um, but I like how they underplay that. They just discovered an alien species besides the one that they're actually fighting, uh, which built a ship and is obviously intelligent, but they, they don't even mention that again. They just kind of downplay it and get right to their main problem. Um, what was that blue force field above the eggs? Yeah, I don't know what that was. But, but I mean... Yeah, I'm not sure. Was that like to warn the egg something was breaking the barrier? I'm not like yeah. a bioluminescent field of some sort. I don't. I, it's not something that I can recall happening in other alien but, movies. But I'd also like to go back to the beginning because when we, when the computer wakes everybody up and stuff, like for the first one third of this movie, if you'd never seen this movie before and didn't know who Sigourney Weaver was when this came out, I don't think anybody did. No, no, she was new. Um, you have no real idea of. Who who the main character is in this movie yeah because they don't focus on her specifically they're all over the place with tom scarrett and the black guy Tom um, the mechanic the one way John you Hurt, could tell sorry. is because she's the only attractive one the rest of the crew is like old actual grizzled well, like tom, uh, tom scarrett okay i take it back i mean if yeah I'd, tom scarrett's a I'd handsome man scarrett as well i would too i'd have sex with tom that's a devil's triangle 1979 like <laughs> 1979 tom, tom scarrett. scarrett not today not not 1984 like top, top gun top gun maybe not i would leather purse face tom scarrett of today <laughs> yeah he's an attractive man but anyway i mean i would have actually assumed watching this movie that tom scarrett was the main character for quite a long time well, he'd have mm. been the big bill, wouldn't he? I don't know if he was famous back then, but what I just mean is because yeah. of the way the script was written and stuff, oh, and he's going to go do, after the alien. And They do give Ripley a lot of screen time because she's like, I don't want to say she's a dissenter, but she's like pushing back a little bit and she's really the careful one. Um, they do focus on her a bit. So I, I think you get it, but it's really not until subtle. Yeah. It's about halfway. I'd say you realize she's not gonna that let, she's the main. Told she's not going to let them in the, sh to the ship and she's going to keep them out for, to protect the integrity, to not let the thing in. That's the first moment. I think you're just like, oh shit, she, 
you know, she, I think that's her big moment when she, her character kind of steps forward. Yeah. And that's, you got to lose respect for Tom Skerritt in that scene. Cause as the captain of the ship, what the fuck are you doing? Letting those people back in. She's absolutely 100% right about the quarantine and acts completely appropriately. Um, and I think that's why the audience would get behind her at that moment. And they're like, she was right. That would be a hundred percent. Like one of the most basic principles. Yeah. Of, of being like uh, on that ship like if something like that happens no there is a quarantine procedure and like why not just put that person in the quarantine in that same little area where they ended up pumping the body out into space later the, yeah so it's interesting because it's um not bishop what the hell's his name ash ash, ash lets them in he breaks yeah. protocol and lets them in so he's like the evil you don't know this at the time but he's the evil android who's given all other priorities away to focus on getting this creature back alive um and he i wonder is he more behind the scenes than we know than are even show on screen to kind of making things go as badly as they do i read some scenes in the screenplay that aren't in the movie and there's a lot of dialogue after they they the robot turns on them and they they beat the shit out of him with a fire extinguisher break yeah. his head off and yeah. uh, ripley says in dialogue in the script ash is the one that let him in Ash is the one that let it grow inside of his body. Ash was the one that was protecting it the whole time. So yeah. she, I mean, she like says it. It was didn't need to be said. No, so I'm I glad they, so. they took out the Especially dialogue. after the reveal, which is not a bad reveal. But I'll get to that in a second. But also, um, Ash is the one, I think, when, when he's, um, when John Hurt's in the infirmary and Parker, the uh, the engineer guy, is like, why don't you just freeze him? Like, that's a, another completely valid point. So A, should have been a quarantine. B, once the quarantine was broken, just should have froze him and everybody else and just went. But I feel like the script's really good, though, in pointing those things out through the other characters. Because, yeah. I mean, they're saying these things out loud. Yeah. And people are, th but they're like, whether they, they like are friends with this guy and they don't want to let him die, are they fascinated by this alien? It's they, one of the, sorry. They just kind of break protocol. It's yeah. one of the things that I like about the movie, though, is that it's, I mean, it is a horror flick, right? It's a monster movie. Yeah. But it doesn't address, like, that same silliness that we have now. Like, the, the thing that kills me about a lot of horror movies now is there's moments where you just, it just takes you out of it because you're like, why the fuck are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like that commercial where they're like, let's hide behind the chainsaws. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or Prometheus. Oh, Prometheus. Is I'm a scientist. Okay. I'm just going to take my helmet off on this new plane. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. And yeah, the new alien does the that too. Anyway, okay. but yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and this one does a great job of not doing that. There's not a lot of moments that take you out because you're like, why? The, like, do you know what I mean? Like you're saying, like it's an excellent building. It's a, the thought processes are addressed. If there is something that's confrontational or something that seems maybe a little counterintuitive, at least they you can tell that someone has thought about it a little bit. And um, and I just felt like it's more engaging. The suspense builds a little bit more realistic that way because you're not constantly removed by bad decisions, right? Yeah, it's a very slow burn script too. Like but you, that's the old days, right? No, but I mean, it's good. I mean, that I feel like it works. I mean, you don't know that much about these characters in the beginning of the movie at all. There's not a ton of setup. But you like, you know, like, I mean, the inciting incident is really when they wake up and they're told they have to go to this planet, which is very quick, happens very quickly. Yeah. So you know what's going on, but you really don't, you know, you get little glimpses of their characters and then by the end when they all start um, dying, by the end when they all start dying, you realize that, uh, you know, you've gotten to know them very slowly through, through time. Yeah. yeah. Would you guys, so back when this came out, this, like from all regards of what I hear in the reviews, like this terrified people, this could be considered a horror movie. Is it a horror movie by today's standards? 
I mean, you could call it a horror, or I'd call it a thriller, one or the other, but... I think it's a horror movie. I wondered yeah, as I watched, like, thriller. is it just a straight-up sci-fi with just some scarier elements? I don't know if it quite... I don't know what the definitions of those genres would be. The alien like, doesn't come into it until... The, the one that starts killing everyone doesn't come until about halfway through. Yeah. But a lot of good horror flicks don't feature the monster. No, ton, that's the right? beautiful thing about this movie is they keep it they keep it well hidden, which is kind of a good thing because... Yeah, I know what you're going to say. When Tom Skerritt's yeah. in the elevator shaft and he turns around and it's like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, yeah. They should have cut that way sooner instead of it being like, hello. <laughs> I actually don't even know if I would have shown it. If that was all the footage they had of the alien and it was like going to hug him. If it was really brief. I would have got rid of it. Really brief. Yeah, it is really shitty, that thing. And the same thing when the alien bursts out of the chest, actually. There's two scenes where he seems kind of like a 50 showman because he pops out and he's like, cha-cha-cha-cha. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he runs just away. just thinking of Spaceballs where he does that. Yeah. But I know that's why they spoofed it that way because that's how I felt about that, too. Um, yeah, let's talk about the big reveal then because we're pretty much, we've passed it already. I so know, it's all over the place. That's yeah. the, I'm, I was watching an episode of uh, Life in Pieces the other day and I love that show. And the family wanted to, the, the daughter wanted to be mature and have a fun time with her friends. They wanted to watch a scary movie and the father put this on. And then all of a sudden, all the parents are over at the house and they're like, how could you let our daughters watch that? <laughs> and it all happened during the scene where the alien breaks through the chest. Uh, yeah. And so, I, yeah. I feel like that still today um, works. If you, I wish like these are the moments in, in cinema when you wish you could go back and not know what's coming or what to expect. Um, and I know when they were making the film, they only did one take. Uh, I think they shot it with four cameras is what I read. And they didn't tell the actors what was happening. So they got it ready to a certain point where John Hurt's struggling and they had a blood pack go off in his chest. And then the surprise those people see is like kind of genuine. And then when they cut to the scene where it actually rips through, it's obviously him through a table and the model and the way they do all that stuff. The actors had not seen any of that before. So they're like, what in the fuck is happening? Well, yeah. I read that they used real animal guts i know in for the when he's dissecting the little alien they used um i think shellfish and and liver a lamb liver that one or something particularly real yeah it did look real so like great great use of practical effects like i mean this film does use like well to brent's point though there's some definite silliness there's a couple of other times where i see the alien in this movie and you can really tell it's a man in a, a when you see suit. the full stand-up yeah. Um, yeah scene that to me was was um was comparable with the haya with the arms yes. out because it takes it's it's obviously a dude in those moments. Yeah, the close-ups are better with its mouth and stuff. The close, yeah, and that's like the most menacing part of this creature. The slimy, um, sweaty. When it's like sleeping in the ship in the end, like that's that to me, like that doesn't take you out of it at all. That no. monster is very scary looking. Yeah, it's, it's all curled up and huddled there. There's nothing about it that's And it's seems freaking out when she puts humanoid. the gas on it. It's like yeah, ah, and you're like, oh my god. Although I don't know exactly. I don't know we're jumping all over the place. I don't know exactly what her plan is at the end. I know she wants to blow it out of the airlock, but why does she turn her back to it? I, the only reason I could think look is up because... And see it and be like, holy fuck! To me, <laughs> I was, wondered that too, but it's... She seems, was hitting switches or something. But it can't see her face there. So I think that maybe she thinks that the alien... And this might just be me rationalizing something that doesn't make sense, but she turns her back because she's just wearing a suit. So she might think that that just views it as part of a console or something because it just is an object almost more than a, a person, right? Because there's no features or anything to the back mm. of that space suit, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't seem to really help because the alien seems to get a pretty I good thought grasp she was, on that anyways. I thought she was just doing it because she had to 
flick some switches. She was well, she, flicking She was some flicking switches. the switches, and then as soon as she sees it out of the space, she f- turns her chair around. And I, I was trying to discern this when I watched it. Is she flipping switches while all that's going on? But she's not. She's just sitting there saying... Um, oh, she's not? I'll whatever, have to. Her little star thing that she says. Um, star thing? Yeah, which, whatever she's murmuring as uh, she's waiting for the alien to come and, and try and get her. Like, as soon as the alien was out of that crawl space, you can open the airlock. Pretty safe. Yeah. Pretty safe bet. Oh, I, I really thought she hadn't completed what she needed to do. Was she hooked do. in? Why didn't she fly? She was strapped in. Was she she, strapped she in. strapped herself in. Okay, yeah. I did. They that. show her belt in. Um, but so back, back to the special effects though, I yeah. feel like the outside of the ship model looks great. Yeah. I felt like the stuff on the planet with the alien ship looks great. Miniatures, man. Yeah. But yeah. the one thing that looked really bad and they did three times was the main ship blowing up. Oh yeah. They not oh. only did it look terrible, yeah. but they, they, it blew up three times. Yeah. Why did it? Well, I, yeah. Which was also fucking stupid, but... but... Also, why do you need such a massive explosion for that ship? Like, you could self-destruct it with a smaller bomb. You don't need to completely yeah. obliterate everything in the nearby solar system. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know what that explosion was made with, like some kind of an art program. It looked terrible. <laughs> it did, and the, the sound too, like there's really <laughs> high winds. <laughs> and then it does it three times. I don't understand why three... like the Hydra ex- from the old Hercules cartoon. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why three explosions is better than one. I don't know either. It's just like one explosion and it blows up. I mean, that's not a big moment. She's far away from the ship. Who cares if it blows up three times? Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. So, I mean, that. I would have like definitely scrubbed that in the, in the redo or whatever they did. No, that's, that's a good point. Just not even show anything, to be honest with you. I mean, the Star Wars, think about this. In 77, the Death Star blows up and it looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And well, then two years later, that's the explosion. That's not those special effects people should have been fired. Whoever yeah. made that explosion, yeah. budget was out. Yeah, budget was done. They're I like, mean, oh just God, how are we going to say that it blew up? Go just in the parking flash. lot and fucking light a, a barrel on fire with gasoline <laughs> and blow that. Like, I mean, that's all Star Wars yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, no. that shit wasn't expensive in those days. They like overlaid it on mat. I mean, you could have done something better than that. No, for sure they could have. But I mean, I'm, that, that doesn't take me out of it too much. There, it's a moment of shittiness, but overall, it's, the, yeah. most of the effects are pretty great in this. No, they are. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like for how 77, a lot of this fuck yeah. Absolutely. Even, <clears throat> okay, so even another part of this. Now, the other, the other questionable thing in this movie for me is Ash. Um, and I get, I get why he's like in the background sabotaging things and that's his prime directive and, um, that's all fine. But so he, he starts tossing Ripley around when she figures out when she's in command and talks to mother, the really smart computer. Um, he, he flips out, he starts tossing her around. Then he's going to jam a magazine, a rolled magazine down her throat, which is one of the, one of the weirdest ways to kill someone I've ever heard of. Yeah. Um, I don't know who came up with that. As he is, as he is, um, driving it in her throat, he starts to like convulse and, and other things. And why did that happen? It's not like she hit him ever. Doesn't the other guy hit him in the back? He did have like some kind of a, a white drip down from when she pushed him down or something, didn't she? Yeah, so, when she threw him into the uh, console and ran yeah, out. So maybe there was some kind of a a thing there. Um, she hit his head on something. Yeah, maybe some kind of malfunction. Like maybe he's like a really brittle uh, software or something. I don't know. I also have to say, when I first saw this when I was younger, that maybe it, it, 
I didn't realize he was an android even after his head got hit backwards. And I was like, so people are filled with milk. I was, I was totally, I was so scared. And I thought, I thought that was a representation of a human with their head knocked off. And I was like, so scared and like fucked up. I actually think that movie really messed me up when I was younger for a while. But I thought they did a great job of like when they reassemble him and his head's on the ground, like that looked yeah, they're like, they set up that wow. carefully propping it there up was, and then they press this down and then he's like, Oh, yeah. I'm ahead now. Yeah, but but ahead. there is a there is a very suspicious cut. There is one that she, happens. They, they, uh, she hits him when he turns him off, and then he's got this really stupid Joker grin on his face. <laughs> no, but before that, in between, because they're trying to keep his head, his head keeps falling backwards, and they, they're pushing down like the neck part to hold it to the ground. Yeah. And then there's a cut, and then it does not you it's a very bad cut. Yeah. But yeah. but the other stuff before that, when he's talking to them, yeah yeah, um, and he's spitting up. How's he spitting up milk? I don't understand. I, yeah, that. where's that coming from? Probably yeah. the milk challenge. And they're like, just do your lines <laughs> after you do the milk challenge. Yeah, and yeah. So when Parker wangs on him with the extinguisher and he's like flying all over the wall, and some of that's all really sped up, and he's spitting milk. It's it's more freaky than scary. I thought it was yeah, freaky this I really time. Did really like freaky. That, so it did. It did kind of freaked me out yeah so i mean and that was a that's another nice slow burn of the movie is not giving you the reveal that he's you know he's doing questionable things but you don't necessarily think he's evil like because ripley kind of treats him shittily she doesn't even know he's a robot though um i really also like um it's it's a interesting part to put in the movie is uh, uh parker and um who's his other buddy who works in maintenance on the ship um the famous actor too. right john uh, right right Anyway, those two guys are pretty funny with the bonus situation. And yeah. they're like, this, you know, how long is this going to take? You? At least 17 hours. At least 25 hours. <laughs> those you know, guys are those are total, like, total, Yeah, total working guys who are, you know, always trying to get the extra buck, thinking that they're the key to the operation. And maybe they are. They, they definitely do their important part. But uh, I like that kind of uh, Both inclusion. Both those guys are great actors. Well, I was yeah. reading a thing, too, about that, where it was like the movie, the way that the script's written, it's like everyone's got really clear motivations, right? Yeah. Like like those guys are just want their bonus or just the grunt guys. And then there's like the officers, like Ripley and the captain guy, right? Like Ash obviously has his thing. That other chick just wants to freak out whenever stuff's happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's John Hurt's probably like a science officer or something like that. Because yeah. like when was he, he says, I, want, I, I vote to go out in the first thing and, and uh, the captain's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then he tells Lambert she's going to and she's like, fuck this shit. I want to go home. Lambert's so whiny. And then in her scene, <laughs> she's the reason Parker dies. Yeah. And he was like one of my favorites with his flamethrower and his cool bandana tied yeah. around his head. And get out of the way. He should have just smoked the alien and her. Yeah, I would have done this. Uh, yeah, at some she's point. She's probably upset because she thought she was Ripley till she got to set, hey? <laughs> really? In real life. Oh, no. What? That actress thought she was... She, she read for Ripley, got the movie, showed up and found out she wasn't Ripley. Oh, no. Yeah, so she was probably... Like not meant to be acting so like uh, incredibly whiny. <laughs> oh, she was just <laughs> really real every scene. She, yeah. They're like, we'll make it work for your She's character. Like I thought, I got a franchise. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? I wonder if there would have been a franchise if it wasn't Sigourney Weaver. Well, they hooked. They know. put that whole franchise on her by ending that movie with just her. She's set for the rest, right? Like. Can you imagine that? That's, well, they that's couldn't pretty have been, huge. A they female couldn't have been, at that time, too. They couldn't have been thinking that way right out of the gate. I mean, because Ridley Scott left it alone, and yeah. they didn't make part. They didn't make Aliens until... 86, it was released. So that's almost 10 years later, and that was James Cameron who well, took that one over. So. Uh, well, I mean, they would have had to have shot it like 
started shooting it and writing the script. 84, 85. I guess, but they showed the engineer there, right, in that big chair when they land and stuff like that. Like, that movie is is prime for prequel, sequel, at a time, I guess, when that stuff's not happening, but... And it wasn't. And I feel like the sequel, this is one of the few times where I feel like the sequel, and we'll have to we'll have to watch it to review it, but I think it might be better than the first one. I'm not sure. It's a different movie. It's a movie. different movie, right? The but, sequel is an action movie. But I think they carried over stuff from the first in, in a way that makes sense more than all of the other sequels have done. Like, yeah. they took little things and made it work, whereas the newer ones are just beating it to death with the company and... Uh, the robots and all that shit. Fuck, fuck aliens. Like anything after aliens, fuck it. Well, they yeah, get lazy, I agree. Right? They get lazy with it's a lot so of this bad. stuff. Whaling Industries. Yeah, let's build the backstory to Whaling and let's make the robots like super better and crazier. Like, well, I fuck read it. It was bad in the first, and Bishop is good in the second. Like, that's all I needed. I read an interesting thing where it was like, um, where basically the theory was that the aliens movie aren't really about the aliens as the bad guys. It's about AI as the real evil. Because AI is the thing that keeps pushing them into danger and keeps pushing them for like to secure these alien life forms and the aliens and like in like if you take that Chris Rock joke where he talks about Tiger um, hitting uh, uh, those two magicians, he's like the tiger didn't do anything but act like a tiger basically, right? Same thing with the alien. The alien's just acting like an alien. It's not doing that to be evil. It's not horrific because it's trying to be horrific. It's just a murderous machine, basically. So it's just acting instinctually. The AI is the thing that's putting everyone in danger for whatever perceived benefit that you might get by bringing this murder monster to Earth in the first place. And I think if they want to make a movie like that, then they should. But I don't think they should intermingle it with an alien movie. Yeah, no. And, like, like, I mean, and it's first... the humans behind the AI, ultimately, because they're programming the yeah. AI initially. And they always make it like, yeah, this John's right. Anything that comes after the second one is, is not, I don't think is a good movie. I don't think I even enjoyed it the first time I saw them. Three. No. Uh, I don't even. Even though three is Fincher. Yeah, I know, but even Fincher Fucking hates. Horrible. Even Fincher hates they, they three. Brutalized Fincher Cameron, hates it as Cameron, well. Fincher, and uh, Ridley, eh? Yeah. Pretty, I know that's a pretty, pretty good trio. It is, and then Ridley again, and then fuck off. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other uh, points about Alien we want to get into? Um, acting good. I love the way the people react. I think Brent said that earlier. Everyone does like things that are real given their station and situation. Um, they make mistakes, but they're not like the stupidest mistakes you've ever seen. There's just like one or two big mistakes letting them into the quarantine and not freezing them. And then everything just explodes on them from there. They have no idea what they're dealing with. we got the little alien. They're like, let's go after this little alien. Oh my God, it's seven feet fucking tall. That Okay, let's talk about that because I feel like that is uh, something that's very, in all of the movies, is is a very... Uh, the continuity in how quickly the alien grows changes from movie to movie. Mm. Sometimes, like, because I mean, the size, how long do you guys think that alien was out of his chest? A day? Two yeah, days? A day. That, that One growth day. rate's the fastest in the animal kingdom, I'm yeah. sure. And what is it eating to grow that fast and sustain its body? Like, not, not even people. Cause it, no. Like, it didn't even eat John Hurt. It just jumped at his chest and was like, hello, everybody. Yeah, see you later. When it slides across <laughs> the table and stuff, that all looked cheesy. Was it grabbing, like, oh, some mashed yeah. potatoes on the way out? or? <laughs> yeah, John's right. I'll it, save these for later. John's <laughs> right. It, it grew at an, a crazy rate with no food. Yeah. Because it didn't eat anybody. The first person it kills, it's already huge. And it didn't eat anything. Yeah, it didn't even eat the cat. It just, the only thing that did happen to it is it, it shed some of its skin. 
or it's filled with like a, two different canisters. And when it runs away after its initial chest bursting, it's like a Mentos and Diet Pop situation. <laughs> and they, they, they combine when it hides and then it just bam and explodes into like a seven foot machine. Because that's the only, that's one of the only things that really bothered me is how quickly the alien grew. It yeah. is unrealistic because yeah. there's like no moltings or anything around the ship. Like all that stuff would realistically take a little time at least. You'd think. Like, and why not just have them float through space? You could, you could let the time elapse and be like, oh, okay, I guess it's okay maybe. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, it's an eight foot you could alien. say You could say two weeks. You could have done a two weeks later thing yeah, and they, they still, still haven't found it. it. Yeah. And then it finally kills somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody they think. A hole in their head and they're so. not super worried about it after a period of time because it was so small and they're just like we'll find it when we'll find it and then someone runs into the giant seven foot tall one now you're talking maybe it could have been eating the rations or something and they find out that it's been eating all their food who knows yeah not a game breaker though like uh, you think about that after but i don't know it's not what it's about it's about scaring the fuck out of people and Sticking its double mouth in their faces. Yeah, and aside from the two-hand grab, the cha-cha-cha run, and the weird ganky standing scene, the <laughs> alien does it. So. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's just used sparingly to good effect. That's what I like. And so, Johnny? Um, yeah, I, uh, I watched it, and I kind of still enjoyed it. And then, you know, I still have a huge hate on for a lot of the sequels after the second one. So I actually went into this with low, low, low expectations. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised. Um, it's in the characters. They just do such a good job of setting it up and then selling it. And um, the acting's good. The, you know, the effects are definitely dated, but it doesn't ruin the movie in any kind of way. So if you've not seen this movie, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast, but if you've not seen the movie, <laughs> uh, check it out. And um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's worth a little... It's got some good jump scares. It's not overly gory, disgusting, but there's definitely some some horror thriller-ish elements to it so i say it holds up yeah i uh it's all in the script and the acting again it's just a good script i mean special effects once again don't matter as much if you got good script and they did they had and the acting was excellent the the there was still a very there's moments of great tension in the in the air ducts and the music is good when they needed to have like that kind of like ramped up music the, the composing yeah no it's just a solid movie i feel like this movie because this is an old movie like yeah. and today's standards 79 yeah. it's, and it's still a solid movie they yeah i love the sets i love the directing this is probably one of ridley scott's best movies nice i'd have to say no say the words Oh yeah, up. it holds up. <laughs> Johnny, one of Rid- Ridley, one of Ridley- yeah, absolutely. And like another one, like if if this was one of his first or his first, like hard to set up that um, yeah. milestone that early and live up to it. I mean, he's had an illustrious career. He's had, he's a good director at times. So yeah, Brent, what do you think? I um I flip flopped on this a couple times actually because I I watched it uh, a couple times over the week actually. So I. At first was a little removed from it and kind of thought about things. Um, I thought about the same things differently, actually. And so what I didn't like at first, because I was like, well, things have changed a little bit. Like I was talking about, like horror movies now seems to be like a little bit quicker to engage us, right? A little bit more jump scares, a little bit stuff like that. So I was like, does that mean that this doesn't hold up? But I think it does hold up because it set the pace on that and how a movie should be. It builds suspense 
like like a craft right like this movie does a really good job of engaging you like you start you they they wake up okay why did we wake up we woke up too early okay why is that okay there's a distress beacon now we're on this planet the planet is all dark okay we see this engineer in this thing that's weird it's this big giant megalith of a creature right what's going on with that okay here's this weird egg okay like do you know what i mean like everything is this every step of this movie is taking you deeper into it and you're just being engaged and engaged and this this geiger back set this dark black like shiny metallic phallic alien world is just is just like awesome and it's for me i mean this movie does hold up it's it's scary like things should be scary still because it allows your mind to do a lot of the work for you and I think that that's where a really good suspenseful horror movie, sci-fi, suspense, whatever you want to put in this bracket. Um, I think that this movie does it really well. And like you say, the acting's awesome. Um, Sigourney Weaver, awesome. Um, great. I would great have loved to have seen. I would have loved to have seen uh, them with these some of these newer aliens movies really heavily fall back on this one. Yeah. And uh, I actually thought the last one was going to be. But instead, they just did this whole weird, like, AI god, like, trying to do crazy thing. I just, I don't understand why people aren't going back and, and stealing more from this. Like, yeah. any writer, any director in Hollywood today who's, who's thinking about their next project and what to do, go watch this movie and, like, steal, steal the shit out of it. This movie's the blueprint for suspense. It's a, great, yeah. it's a good movie, yeah. And yeah. sci-fi. I mean, oh, yeah. the look and feel, like... Space exploration for miners would be dirty and fucking gritty. Yeah. They would be roughnecks on a on a on a spacecraft, and so the spacecraft would be rough, not lush and totally clean and sparkling. Like I understand that, like passengers, the drive to want to have a clean <laughs> ship. Like yes, you don't want dust and dirt getting in your systems, whatever. But I don't know for this world for these people. It would be like working on an oil rig um, where safety would be a priority, but things are naturally going to be dirty and gritty. And I think they just got that fucking nailed. And nailed. think about 79, uh, the, the uh, female hero mm. protagonist. Like, great. I mean, like, this was way ahead of its time. And then, yeah. like, the sequel where she becomes, like, a little bit of an action hero. Game over, man. I mean, all I'm seeing these <laughs> days is... Yeah. All, all, when I'm when I'm going on sites for pitching and stuff, it's all female-driven stories, female characters. That's all people want today. And is that a James Cameron thing? And they were he, doing he, it in '79. He put Linda Hamilton in the in Terminator, Super in Terminator Two, and then he goes into Aliens, and Ripley goes from you know like caring but hard woman to like super ass kicker, badass. Yeah. yeah. Rose from Titanic, right? Right? No, oh, no. never mind. No, no, no. Oh, wait a minute. What about uh, the <laughs> badass blue chick from uh, Avatar? Oh, yeah. She. I, I'm happy to say I don't even know her name. Yeah, uh, me too, because... Bluey. I Bluey, that blue chick. Anyway, yeah, uh, great, right on. great movie. Yeah, good movie. Solid movie. We like it. We liked it a lot. So next time you eat too much McDonald's out there, Mr. Listener, Mrs. Listener, and you're feeling that feeling in your stomach, maybe it's not indigestion. Maybe it's a chest burster. Ah, ah. Or it's right. uh, some kind of a tapeworm. IBS. Could be. Uh, yes. <laughs> probably IBS. Yes. Most it likely. probably is indigestion. Yeah, go see a doctor. That's not to say you shouldn't go see a doctor. Let's not be those guys. That's not. All right, be safe, everybody. Go don't, see your doctor and get a prostate wait. exam today. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <A prostate exam. laughs>
Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM. We're also on YouTube, and our channel is Hold Up, which is two words. 